Welcome to the Free Lunch Podcast. I'm your host, Danny McGeehan, and today I'm dispensing with my usual introduction because I feel like it would be redundant. Today I want to give an explanation and I want to read something to you that has a lot of meaning to me personally. I want to tell you why I even started this podcast and where I want it to go. Consider this episode a turning point where I can move onwards, but to move onwards I find it necessary to sometimes look back. So this is a story about how a niche American fantasy author encouraged me to keep moving forward in life and to live without regrets, to work hard, to remember that there ain't no free lunch. Apologies for a massive change in audio quality from previous episodes. Unfortunately, I no longer have the recording equipment at school to work with, so now I'm using a whole load of homespun equipment, courtesy of my brother Matt, which I can't thank him enough for, but it is having an effect on the audio quality because I am recording in my room, which is not soundproofed. So I currently have a blanket over my head and it's like 40 degrees. It's really fun. Let's get into it. I've always been a big reader. This has occasionally been to my detriment, I'm sure. Chores, homework, writing, they all fell to the wayside in favor of reading. It started with classics for young kids, Stick of the Dump, The Hobbit, and of course, Captain Underpants. Don't judge me, I was like eight, okay? Honorable mention goes to Chris Riddell's Edge Chronicles, which my mum started reading to me at the young age of six, and which really introduced me to the wide world of fantasy and fiction. Naturally, I moved on to the classic young adult affair. Robert Muchmore's Cherub, Cassandra Clare's Mortal Instruments, Landy's Skullduggery Pleasant, Reardon's Percy Jackson, and dare I say it, Twilight. I didn't know the meaning of a bad book, okay? I just devoured novels. I even made the occasional journey into adult fiction, most notably Bryce Courtney's Power of One and Terry Bratch's Discworld. At this point, I was just reading for reading's sake, and I hadn't hit my niche yet. My introduction to Jim Butcher was weirdly serendipitous. Not only was his Dresden Files series to be, in the near future, my goat, it was in the form of a podcast, way before I was interested in them. My dad's old flatmate and the guest on episode 4 of the Free Lunch podcast, Brandt von der Westhausen, was listening to a now-defunct series called The Butcher Block, where fans of Jim Butcher's would talk about his work. This one was in fact an interview with the man himself. He sounded like a swell guy to me. I was about 13 at the time, and I moved on with my life. Two years later, and I was completely up to date with his Dresden Files series, and had completed his Codex Alera series on the side, simply because I had nothing else left to read. Whether it was the superbly written books or the incredible audiobooks read by James Masters of Buffy fame, I consumed as much of his work as I could. Was it enough? You bet your ass it wasn't. On one of my many online scrapings where I looked everywhere for even a hint of his next book's release, I stumbled across Jim's live journal. I know right, live journal? As much as the site is dated, it contained Jim's many machinations on life, the universe, and of course, writing. There I discovered a 2011 post by him, a slight ramble about writing where he claims in big capital letters, the most important thing an aspiring author needs to know. I had to read it, because I wanted to be an author back then. In doing so, I found that this random live journal entry from 2011 was, and still is, one of the most potent and important things I have ever read. 
It wasn't just about writing either, it could be replaced by just about anything. Whatever you're doing, this piece can and should help you believe in both yourself and what you're doing. So I want to read it to you, because it's helped me a lot, and I hope that maybe, just maybe, it can help you too. The most important thing an aspiring author needs to know by Jim Butcher. I've been giving a lot of advice on technique in this journal, an introduction to the craft and science aspects of writing a solid story. Now I'm going to briefly venture off into new territory. I thought I'd start by telling you the most important thing you need to know if you want to be a professional author. T-A-N-F-L. There ain't no free lunch. Nothing worth doing is easy. Nothing worth having comes free. That's as true in life as it is in your prospective writing career. But I think it's important enough that it needs to be said. Writing is a lot of work. Breaking into the industry is a torment worthy of the fifth or sixth circle of hell. Face that. Expect it. Deal with it. It's gonna be difficult. It's difficult from the get-go. You've got to work your tail off and give yourself carpal tunnel just to make it to the front of the rope line outside Club Author. There's no guarantee that you'll ever get in. There probably aren't going to be very many people who are actively supporting your efforts. You'll probably have more than one person say or do something that crushes your heart like an empty Coke can. You'll probably at some point want to quit rather than keep facing that uncertainty. In fact, the vast majority of aspiring authors, somewhere over 99%, self-terminate their dream. They quit. Think about this for a minute because it's important. They kill their own dream. And a lot of you who read this are going to do it too. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. It's just human nature. It takes a lot of motivation to keep yourself going when it feels like no one wants to read your stuff. No one will ever want to read your stuff and you've wasted your time creating all this stuff. That feeling of hopelessness is part of the process. Practically everyone gets it at one point or another. Most can't handle it. But here's the secret. You are the only one in the world who can kill your own dream. No one can make you quit. No one can take your dream away. No one but you. If you want it, you have to get it. You. An author can't help you. An editor can't help you. An agent can't help you. If you want to climb that hill, the only way to do it is to make yourself do it. One foot in front of the other, one word after another. It will probably be the greatest challenge most of you have ever faced. And here's the kicker. That is a very good thing. If you stay the course and break in, you are going to acquire a ton of absolutely necessary skills. You have to learn to motivate yourself to write even when you don't feel like it. Discipline. You're going to have to learn the ropes of the business and how to work with an editor. Professionalism. You're going to face what might be years of adversity, facing a monumentally difficult task, and you're going to overcome it. Confidence. You're going to do it with very little active support, and when you look back at this time in the future, you're going to know it was something you did all by yourself. Strength. T-A-N-F-L, guys. Breaking into the business is a daunting challenge, but you aren't going to beat that challenge. You're going to transcend it. The very nature of the adversity is going to give you the strength and skill you need to overcome and succeed. You want in? Here's what you do. Number one. Make up your mind that you are going to protect your own dream. If you've got its back, your dream is invincible. Number two, cultivate patience. Prepare for the long haul. Building your skills to a professional level can take years. 
so can building your professional character. Put your butt in the chair and start writing. Period. No excuses. There is no substitute for BIC time. It's part of the price you pay. When you get done with a word, write another word. Repeat steps four and five until your dreams come true. Secret number two. The pain is worth it. If it had taken me 20 years instead of nine, it still would have been worth it. Because here's what you get. When it's all done and you're holding your first novel in your hand, you're going to look back at your breaking in period and wonder what all the drama was about. All the things that wrenched you inside out during the torment will suddenly seem small and unimportant. Know why? Because much like Scott Pilgrim, you have leveled up. You're going to look back at that time with pride, having overcome seemingly impossible odds against succeeding. You're going to look back at upcoming challenges as if they were a bottle of champagne to be savored and then gleefully smashed. The true reward of breaking into the industry against all the odds isn't money. It isn't fame. It isn't respect. It's you. It's confidence. It's satisfaction. It's well-deserved pride. Suddenly, the other challenges in your life are going to dwindle as well, because you'll know exactly how you'll handle them. T-A-N-F-L. Now go right. Bye. That's always been pretty important to me. The idea that the more struggles in life you overcome, the more IRL experience you're receiving. You're leveling up to that beautiful moment that you can sit back and wail on the final boss without a care in the world. That's right, Sephiroth. You can shove that meteor right back up your ass and smoke it. Moving away from poor referential humor, I suppose the only other thing I can point out is the importance of TANFL. There ain't no free lunch. You're the only one with the ability to make your dream come true, and in the same fashion, you're the only one who can kill it. I'm working through these stages. It's hard to come up with ideas for a podcast, but I'm grinding to try and make this possible in the long term. I'm surrounding myself with inspirational people who may not understand what I do, but they support me nonetheless. The only advice I can give you is to keep grinding. Every failure will hurt, but every time someone sits down and says, you did the shit out of that thing that you do. It'll feel amazing. Guess I'd better start leveling the fuck up. Thanks to Jim Butcher for being an inspiration to me for so many years, and massive props to my brother Matt and my mom for supporting me and helping me get this equipment, and to my dad for helping me get this awesome laptop which I'm currently recording on. I can't thank you guys enough. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Pocket Casts, or Stitcher. Follow me on Facebook or Twitter. My handle's changed to at FinalArgetlam now. That last one is spelled A-R-G-E-T-L-A-M. In a small attempt to brand myself a la Colin Moriarty's at no taxation. Finally, a big thanks to you, the listener, for joining me on this adventure. Keep being great. <laughs>